Well, when I was studying for my first degree in industrial design, my fellow students and I were always making things. Hopefully stumbling on some wonderful new technological advance, but very often finding ourselves creating unnecessary things uh, like something that would put our coffee and toast on for us as we woke up in the morning. However, one day I went to see my friend and to see how he was getting on with his final year project. When I saw his half-finished project, I made all sorts of comments about what I thought he should do and where I thought things um, should go. It looked, if I'm honest, a bit of a mess, and I didn't think it was going to work. I thought I could help him out, help him create something a bit better. He simply said to me, don't judge a half-finished project. So I left him to it. Weeks and weeks later, the completed project was revealed. I'd seen him making parts of the overall product, and at no time during the project, and but until completion, could one really see how it was all going to work out. And this is an image of what we find in this passage today. That there is going to be a final judgment. Paul says, the Lord is my judge. There has to be a final judgment, doesn't there, if God is to be good and just. It's not just that terrible acts need to be punished, but that the world needs to be put to right. The present refugee crisis and the continuous stories of violence, murder, injustice show us our world is not well, don't they? Now, there are some religions that argue that the evil in the world is an illusion. But Christianity says that the world is God's good and lovely world. That evil is real, powerful, and an alien intrusion into God's good creation. So sooner or later, God is going to put the world to rights. Believing in God's final judgment that Paul talks about in this passage is a part of believing the good news of Christianity. That God is a good, wise creator and his kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. When that final judgment comes, it will bring to light all that is now hidden, including the thoughts and intentions of people's hearts said the text. So this passage is about God's judgment. And while at first this might sound dreadful, it is part of the good news of Jesus Christ. It's good news because it means that the pain and the suffering and the injustice and the oppression that we see in our world, that we experience ourselves, will not go on forever. It's good news because it means that God still longs and looks for relationship with us. It's good news because it means that God is not going to give up on our world. 
It's good news because it means that we're free and responsible beings whose decisions are divinely respected and make an ultimate difference. It's good news because it means we've got a God who will not force us to do his will or go his way. It's good news because it means that we live in a universe that will ultimately be good and moral. And it's good news because it means, because it is the means by which God will eliminate all that disfigures creation, all that ruins its beauty, all that prevents us from being fully what we were created to be. That will be eliminated, that will be drawn out. This final judgment then is the door, the way to the new creation, the new heavens and earth in which justice abides because God himself has taken his seat among us and death and mourning and crying and pain has passed away. It's the Christian hope, the Christian vision. And it's very tempting for us, isn't it, to want to make judgments on things right now, ahead of time. Paul says, therefore judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait, wait until the Lord comes. We can think we know what's best, can't we? We can think we know what God should do and when he should do it. We can be eager to advise him We can be eager to help him carry it out now. The Corinthians here uh, think that their new status as Christians gives them the right to pass judgment on everyone. But Paul says, don't see a job as half finished. Don't pronounce judgment before the given time, before all the evidence, if you like, is out in the open. When God's judgment does come, He seems to say here, it will bring to light not just Paul's shortcomings, but everyone else's too. Now, this is not to say that we shouldn't judge others at all or make any kind of judgments. Discernment um, and being wise, of course, is what we're called to do. We do at times have to make decisions on others. But the point here is not to place final judgment on anyone because we'll probably likely be surprised. So as I close, this hopefully leaves us with an assurance that we all need to know, perhaps, at our given time in what's happening in our world. That God has not given up. He has acted decisively in Jesus Christ through his life, death and resurrection. And he's coming back again to land the final victory. And I think it leaves us also with a passion. A passion for sharing this good news with others. Of passing on uh, the secret, uh, the the revealed secret, um, which we've all heard and seen. Not rooted in a fear, but rooted in a love for others. This gospel announcement that Jesus is Lord, and this call to come under his rule, 
his sovereign rule. It's such a liberating message that we long to share it with one another. We long to point people to the God revealed in Jesus Christ, who was and is and is to come. So we pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this passage. We thank you that, God, you are the judge. You have appointed Jesus as the judge. For who else could do it? Whoever, who could do it who was just and right? Who could make the best call? Only you. We thank you that you have not given up on our world. When we see all the pain and suffering and the crisis in our world, we thank you that you've not given up, that you are at work. And we ask, Lord, that you'd help us to be patient. You'd help us to wait and long for your coming again. You'd help us to play our part in the transformation of our society. But yet, even still, long and wait for your coming again. Where your final judgment will bring in justice, will eliminate evil forever. And that your people would live in a new creation, a place of goodness, a place of justice, a place of love. Fill us with your spirit, Lord that we might keep on sharing this good news with those around us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.